good news guys we have come up to $1070 on our Kickstarter campaign and we have reached 39% and um, if we make it to $2,700, we will be able to buy flight tickets, we will be able to get hotel and also food for our time in Kenya. And uh, and we're planning on doing the Kenya trip in January and we are in talks with players, coaches and really, really try to set up a exciting but also very authentic documentary about the Kenyan football. We're really going to do what we can to make this documentary the best that it can be. And uh, we think it'll be a great one. But we're making pretty good progress. Um, keep up your support, please. We appreciate everyone. We appreciate everyone that's donated so far. We're going to talk to Gormahia's coach, Dylan Kerr. Gormahia, the most successful club in, in Kenya. We're going to interview a lot of fans and possibly even a one of Kenya's more... One of Kenya's more successful players. Um, I don't want to go into too much detail right now. We'll be surprised too, but, right? I mean, we cannot yeah. reveal too much. Uh, yeah. But we're really like investing in ourselves. Like we're really giving ourselves a chance and our podcast a chance to actually go out there and uh, do something that is not really be done before. Just go ahead and do something new. We try to be innovative creative and uh, each week we are here with you guys because we feel happy when we do this and we are happy that you are with us as well we talk about football we talk about our lives and now you guys will be with us if we go to kenya it's all kind of depends on the kickstarter campaign so if you go to kickstarter search for us catching king you will find our link, our site, and if you can pledge, donate, anything is something in this case. And if you want that, we would appreciate your support. And we also got rewards for you if you yeah. do it. But we can't wait to go on this journey with you guys. So, uh, yeah, That's keep cool, up the support, man. right? Like, 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 imagine being a listener, right? And uh, you've been listening to us beginning of the season. And now you know that most likely next season we're gonna go to Kenya. Like you've been listening. When do we? When do we? How did we start this season? Uh, let's see. It was in the summer. Summer, yeah. Um, I just came back from Turkey. Right, you just came back from Turkey. Uh, we hadn't been like our, our soccer season for coaching hasn't hadn't started yet. Yeah. What what had just happened? The season recently had started, right? The seasons, I might say, the European seasons. Started about that time when I came yeah, back. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Atlanta yeah. United was full force. Full force. Yeah, yeah. And there was this bullshit rule called VAR. Ah, yes, yes. I mean, I mean, can you just quickly explain what it is? Again, now? Yeah. I mean, people will tune uh, people in. People still, yeah. people still may not really understand it anyway. I still don't know for sure if I fully understand it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, VAR, video assistant referee giving soccer the chance to go back, use video replay, so referees can ensure that they get the right call. And and we've seen examples where it worked. Yeah. We've seen examples live, too. We, we went to mm. a few games where we saw the ref gave Atlanta United a penalty, several mm. times, actually, penalty mm. um, 
even though he missed the actual right. action when it happened. But he gets that buzz in his ear, so saying from the video assistant referee saying, "Hold, stop the game and go check this out." Exactly. Look at this. And now every time something happened, the ref didn't get a, give a call. We were like, "What will they find now?" Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. It, 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 I remember is, also. Uh, yeah, I also remember that game between Barcelona and Real Madrid. Oh yeah. And the Super Cup. Exactly. And it was uh, Ronaldo kind of going one on not kind of going one on one with the keeper, but uh who was it? Is it a Mascherano or a PK, I think? Umtiti. Maybe it's Umtiti. Um, um, Umtiti. <laughs> Just name a Barcelona center back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was Umtiti that kind of came in so they kind of had like a 50-50 situation and the referee gave Ronaldo a yellow card for stimulation and Re- and Ronaldo um, pushed the ref and got his second yellow right, yeah. and got a red card and once you look at the replay you realize that it's actually nothing it shouldn't have been a yellow card for diving right. it, it shouldn't be it wasn't a foul no penalty and basically the ref should just have let the game go so imagine putting in VAR in that situation and the ref's like yeah Okay, I have to take back these yellow cards. It's not a penalty. Yeah, keeper, just play ahead. So let's see. We're a few months on from that. Yeah, uh, on from that first episode of exactly. season two. At the time, I remember you weren't a big fan of VR, right? Yeah, I, I don't. I'm still not. Still not. I was just yeah. ask you. A few months on, what are your? It's used in MLS. Uh, it's used in other places in Europe. They're at a VC. It's used in Italy. It's used in Syria. Oh, yeah? Um, and it's used in Germany as well. So, and it will be implemented in other places like Spain, I believe England next season. I mean, I don't really like it. So, but, you but still don't like it? I don't. I don't. Uh, I, I mean, we've seen situations where they still have it wrong. Even though you see on the screen, they still do a wrong call. And it kind of interrupts too much, and you you, I guess you're following the rules like you can't you can't miss it, right? Like if that was a goal, it's a goal, or if that's a penalty, that's a penalty. But it kind of interrupts the game. It kind of interrupts the flow. Now you, they try to do it as fast as they can. I know. You think it, it's maybe like a minute or so, I'd say. Right. Do you think that, that's too much? It's not too much, but that's not the real problem I have with it. The problem I have with it is that uh, the flow of the game, not the time-wise, like just okay. uh, I can't if I can't in a situation give you that push because you might go ahead and look in the VAR and on that screen it looks worse than it actually is. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's so many times where like now you have to be careful of what you're doing, which how, you should be anyway. How hard you play, or but I guess, but I mean you should be following the rules. Yeah, you should be careful of what you do. Anyway, I suppose take this past weekend, mm-hmm. big weekend. Yeah, uh, what was it Sunday? Started off with actually started off with Arsenal time. Right, that wasn't important. It start the big thing on Sunday that started off was Liverpool-Everton, Merseyside derby. And late on, it was like 80th or 85th minutes, Calvert-Lewin of Everton receives the ball in the box, makes a run in the box. He's tracked by Dejan Lovren. And there seems to be somewhat of a coming together. 
uh, between the two, and Lewin goes down, penalty for Everton. Yeah. Klopp is incensed, he's furious, but it seemed, uh, I've heard a lot of people talk about it, I've heard some pundits say that the penalty was a right call, some say that you know, it was soft and it shouldn't yeah. have been called. What do you think? Uh, I think it was a penalty. You think it was a penalty? I think it was a penalty, but... I don't think it was a penalty. Excellent. <laughs> but I have heard pundits saying on why it wouldn't be a penalty, and yeah. I've heard the points they make, and I think yeah. they do make good points. So, uh, well, But well, ultimately, I think he, Lovren, it was light, but Lovren went in clumsily, and he did enough contact to send Calvert-Lewin So down. you mean he pushed him enough? Yeah. Especially, you got to think, too, they're running at, like, full speed, and... Often, once you run at full speed, if you get a push from the back, it doesn't actually take that much. I don't think it doesn't yeah, take it, that much to go exactly. Down. And I think that was too light. You still think it was too light? Yeah, I don't think that's it like was a light push. But I it mean, that's was like enough for me. I think like he went into him and they kind of bumped each other, and he was weaker with the weaker one. He like bounced away from him. I don't think he went in that hard though. He went in kind of. Like I, I saw the little bit of movement towards Lovren from Calvert Lewin, but I wasn't like, it wasn't like, uh, uh, he, like he shoulder to shoulder. Right? He, he kind of a little bit. He yeah, went into bit, him a little bit. I would say penalty if you could see his arms kind of more stretched. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, he which he didn't. He didn't actually put his arms were right. like touching him, but he didn't. Actually He's more push like him. his chest, right? Kind of like his arms. Why don't we try to listen to what the commentator said during the live? Of that game. Well, I just wanted to ask you if VAR was used yeah. in this instance. Uh, what, what were you? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like me, I don't think it is. You think it is. You yeah. say some pundits do think it was a penalty, some don't. Yeah. And obviously, there is a big confusion if it was or not. Yeah. All the players, uh, uh, the people that I talked to, my friends, they said it wasn't a penalty. Well, and you don't think it is. And exactly. A penalty was given. Yeah. Um, I think it was enough. But if the ref had VAR in this instance, yes, and was able to get another look at it, yeah, then he at least have the chance to take it back and right. say that there's no penalty. But still, the situation will be the same where people do agree with the ref or don't agree with the ref, and uh, um, that'll be no matter what though. That'll always happen, I guess. Well, but the idea is that uh, the idea is well, that the not. ref is going to be right and even when the ref is wrong he can make that wrong call right yeah yeah you know but i'm curious about jürgen klopp i saw he after the game like immediately after the game yeah um after the whistleblowing of the refs they go to like the center circle just to stand there uh shake hands if necessary (laughs) um And Klopp went first. I saw Lovren confront the refs, and he had to be like pushed back by, uh, I think Jordan Henderson and maybe Coutinho or someone, because Lovren wasn't happy about the penalty. And it happened like so, like just five minutes earlier too. So it was, the penalty was still fresh in everyone's minds after the after the whistle. Uh, then Klopp went over and was clearly furious with the ref. Uh, was in his face. I thought it was funny because once you see it, 
The rest are just lining lined up there. They try to be emotionless. Klopp is there, clearly clearly pissed off. Yeah, and all the Everton players also are, are there, and they're just very calm, just shaking, just shaking a uh, Klopp's hand, shaking the ref's hands. Clearly, they're happy with whatever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're they're happy with whatever uh the with the penalty being given. So they're just like, here, we'll shake your hand, be nice and polite, and then be on our way. While Klopp is. Club is pissed at the ref. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't you don't get calm that quickly after that, man. You, that kind of even goes to post interviews. Yeah. So. Um, and it did. It did, right? It did. Before we go to the post interview with Jurgen Klopp, we just want to say that this episode is the last episode of the second season. And uh, it's been really amazing what we've done this season. And um, we really appreciate that you tuned in. So before we go to this video <laughs> with Jurgen Klopp being mad as shit, dude. Like really mad. Super mad. Yeah. Like furious. But before then, we would just like to thank everyone again. This is the last episode of the season. And thanks for your support, as always. So keep just just go straight at it, dude. Welcome to the last episode of the second season of the Oz Caution King Soccer Podcast Show. Yes. So the game's ended. All of the honestly, don't know, is it the mixed zone? Is that that's what that is, right? That, yeah, uh, I can straight after the game, right? Um, uh, and this interviewer, Suck, by the way. Well, <laughs> we'll see. Maybe we can ask people what they think. Okay. But the interview goes up, and uh, the interview begins, and immediately Klopp is not into it. He's not having it. He's not... Nothing necessarily that the interviewer did wrong at the beginning. It's just immediately Klopp just isn't in the mood for it, and you can tell he's not not going to enjoy this interview or have a pleasant talk. So this is about a minute in. Jürgen, because you were so dominant for so much of that match, does this feel very much like a, a wasted opportunity to pick up three points? What do you think? Well, I imagine it does. Yeah, he's pissed. Yeah. It's pissed because uh, they tried so Absolutely. hard, but they didn't get the three points. Okay. What did you make of your team's performance? It was good. We didn't score often enough. We were... I saw only one team today, to be honest. Only one team playing. Um, but the ref thought um, we have to make it a little bit more. I can't believe it. 
this situation with all the challenges we were completely clean we did no make any fouls all the challenges in this game where only one team is playing you give such a penalty away it's unbelievable when you see the pictures we see it like he like have you had a chance to see it back yes here it really goes south <laughs> starting from this moment the topic of dejan Lovren, yeah right who's this isn't been off yeah and uh, <laughs> it pisses a lot of people off a lot of liverpool fans off i think uh <laughs> And piercing gaze right now. <laughs> and now they're going to kind of start talking back to each other. Yeah. What have you said to the referee? Uh, they don't understand that he's doing that. That's what I said. I didn't use one swearing word. So only I, I, cannot, I cannot believe that you make in a game like this where only one team is trying over 95 minutes to do everything to win it and the other team was not even in our box. I don't know if they had a shot on, on target or something, um, apart from the penalty. For you, 100% not a penalty, or does Dejan Lovren, not, does he not need to make the decision? No, no, it's not a case of blaming him. Does he not need to make the challenge, though? He doesn't make a challenge. Calvert Lewin makes a step in his thing, but there's, there's a, And there's hands on the back. The hand is like this on the back. You saw it. If you think it's a penalty, then do it. Say it. Say it. It's a penalty in your opinion. Is it I a would, penalty in your opinion? Okay, if you want my opinion, my opinion doesn't matter. I would say soft. Obviously, my opinion doesn't matter as well. So, but of course, your opinion matters. Does it change anything? Here, you can tell that Jurgen Klopp got him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> you now you have a discussion going on. Got like, him in his trap. Exactly. Tell me <laughs> your opinion. And first, he's like about to do it. But then he's like, no, yeah. my opinion doesn't matter. Then, you know, go, Klopp goes and says, like this on the back, you saw it. If you think it's a penalty, then do it. Say it. Say it. It's a penalty in your opinion. Is it I a would, penalty uh, in your opinion? Okay. If you want my it, my opinion doesn't matter. I would say soft. Not, obviously, my opinion doesn't matter as well. So, but, <laughs> of course, your opinion matters. Does it change anything? No, no but we can't me. change do anything in the interview, can we? say so far it's a penalty or not. I think it's soft, but I think it is a penalty. <laughs> and the insults come out now, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I only want to talk to someone that has an understanding of football. And, uh... I understand you're angry. Let's, let's hear that again. <laughs> so, then we can stop the interview because I only want to talk to people who have a little bit of understanding of football. Sorry, I'm really... I, I know you're angry, but there are people who play a lot of football matches in our studio who also think it's a penalty. Oh, then sorry, I'm wrong. You're all right. Yeah. And I, take uh, I didn't say that. No problem. Yes, that's what you say. I like how Klopp looks directly in the camera as he says that. Or I'm wrong and you're right. Klopp's had enough. Yeah. Uh, he's come, right, come out and say it. You don't often hear managers, sometimes we'll start that angry, but you don't often hear them say, can we just end this interview? I'm done. I don't want to do this. Um, uh, they just try to. They have to maybe just try to make it really obvious without straight up saying it that they don't want to do it. But Klopp just has come out and said it. I'm in the bad mood. I don't want to talk to you. You're obviously not necessarily having a great time with me. So let's just end it. And then the guy says, the interviewer says, and I don't know what his uh, <laughs> who he's affiliated with or what, but yeah. a, a legit studio, I'm sure. He comes out and says, and he admits it that Klopp's not going to like this last question. Yeah. But it's probably the one last thing that you could say topic you could bring up to make Klopp just as pissed off as he was before if it wasn't Dejan Levern in the penalty it was the formation yeah he's totally angry isn't he but this is Merseyside <laughs> der derby it's one of the biggest derby in Europe especially in England like yeah. you have a few right you have uh, 
you have Arsenal, Tottenham, Liverpool, Everton. You also have like classic ones like West Ham against Millwall. Another big game in England is, of course, Manchester derby. Mm-hmm. And especially now where um, they're fighting about what color is Manchester. Is it red? Is it blue? Before it wasn't much of a question, was it? It wasn't. It was red. As much as, I don't know, maybe City fans dislike. Before, some guys in the U.S. didn't even know about Manchester City. Probably not. Yeah. Why, why are you saying U.S. though? Why are you singing that out? <laughs> maybe even Turkey. Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, I, I was watching some City games. So was I. No, you weren't. They were barely showing Real Madrid games True. to you. Yeah, that's how much I had to go search them out. I had to, I, I had to go search out soccer. But we're not there anymore. We can no, watch these games, and we kind of in it too. We kind of live it as well. And it was the Manchester Derby this weekend, and Manchester City won two to one at Old Trafford. At Old Trafford, and um, a lot of people again are talking about. This United team is a team that they don't recognize. Mm -hmm. It's not the Manchester United that we all used to see before. Um, They don't play attacking soccer. They don't play attacking football or creative football at all. Um, And the fans are starting to sound more and more like Arsenal fans. Uh, Right, Kerry? Yes. Um, I've actually always wondered. I know a lot of United fans are skeptical about Mourinho and the style of play because it's just Mourinho's style. You know what you're going to get. He's going to be very defensive and organized at the back, give the other team absolutely nothing, Yeah. and then whatever goals may come are almost, I'll say, bonus or so. Uh, But you had a lot of fans that stick by him because Mourinho is a winner. Uh, He knows what he's doing, and still Manchester United are a massive club, and so the... A lot of fans stick by him. It's almost like Wenger in, Wenger out. I bet Man United is soon gonna have have a Mourinho you in, Mourinho so? out. Man, I don't know, maybe, ah, maybe. Mm. A lot of, I mean, it's true. A lot of fans stick by him and they they give him their support because he's a winner and he'll bring the right. club back to those successes like they had before. Yeah. But just the way that they do it, um, and once they they go, they play at home against Manchester City, who they've been the the big brother to for decades and they play against Manchester City this weekend at Old Trafford and act like they're scared at Old Trafford and City just comes in and and takes over yeah that doesn't sit well and that that shouldn't sit well with uh it shouldn't sit well with Mourinho it's almost like uh it hits their ego a little bit you know like they they so used to be the dominant team any game really any game when they go out and play is kind of like hard to play against you know it's Manchester United it hasn't been like that the past two seasons and I talked to my friend David last week and he said somehow this United team feels like they haven't reached to their potential yet there is something missing you know I mean they're still doing good right they're still second in the league but there is a dimensional level in their game that hasn't really clicked there is something like still not clicked that they can go out there and have a good flow, good passing, good creative chances, good in the defense. There is something missing. You said to me earlier that uh, it's true that United so far this season haven't really had 
everyone fit. Yes. At the moment. Yeah. I mean, Ibrahimovic been gone for the most of the time. Eric Bay gone. Marcus Rojo injured as well, right? Pogba as well. Pogba injured and red cards, yeah. few red cards. And, uh, you know, you have players coming in and out. Mkhitaryan is kind of totally gone. He's not even on the bench, you know? And he had good form. It's Juan Mato, it's Fellaini. Um, you trust sometimes on Rashford and Martial to do it, but they don't have the entire uh, consistency either. What about um, speaking of consistency? And you're not a United fan, so no. I will. I would actually like to hear David's David's thought on this. Yeah, sometime. But Lukaku, yes, so good in the beginning yeah. of the season, but the last few weeks, seriously. He's not getting it done. And the past two games, I guess he was okay-ish against Arsenal. He was a somewhat he was a threat yeah. uh going forward. It was mostly I'd say Martial and, and Lingard that did most of the damage. Right. But uh he was okay, but against City he was just dreadful. Yeah, he wasn't good. Offensively and defensively, they shouldn't Mar- Lukaku, from what I've seen against Arsenal, we're seeing against City this weekend. Uh Lukaku should be nowhere near <laughs> his own team's box because yeah. he's just too much of a danger. I mean, I mean, he gave away the ball twice this weekend, so City scored. You know, I think we are kind of realizing now how hard it is for any player to play as a striker at Manchester United. You know, we know that the time after Ferguson will be hard. But we haven't really figured out the time after these mega players, you know, the players like Scholes, oh, yeah. Giggs, mm. Rio Ferdinand, um, yeah, even Wayne Rooney, Rooney yeah. and Cristiano Ronaldo. Like this, yeah. you know, even though they have a amazing team, I have to say, right? There, you can't deny they it. They have spot. Ibra, they have Pogba, they have De Gea, Rashford, Rashford. You so, know, they have a good mix, but. Um, I feel like right now we're realizing how hard of a job it is to be a striker for Manchester United. You have to have a um, character almost like Ibrahimovic character. You know, like what what he did in his first season is still amazing, right? Uh-huh. Um, but Definitely. look at like someone, even if you compare Lukaku to someone like Tevez or Berbatov or mm. you know like what their character of like a little bit more confident in themselves that's how I feel like Tevis is like ah you know you, you give me an opportunity I will score Berbatov is like you know I can play half of the games of the season I'm still going to win goal <laughs> right. scoring league you right, know yeah. Rune is like okay I score one goal if, if I have two chances I score one goal I can guarantee you that with Lukaku, we don't know. So we kind of criticize now so, him so hard. I feel like he's feeling the pressure. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like he understands that I need to deliver a goal each game. If I don't do it, then they're going to ask me to sit on the bench. Is that pressure that was brought up as soon as he was signed, going from a big but small in comparison club like Everton right. to 
one of the biggest clubs in the world in Manchester United. And so now it seems like that pressure is getting to him. You might be right. Don't you think it was the right step for him, though? I mean, like, he did still... You know, I, I remember this one goal with Everton. He took the ball on the... He took the ball on, like, the left side of the field, right? And he, I swear to God, he dribbled, like, three, four players and scored that goal. So he created that entire goal on his own. Mm. So he has the capability, his of scoring goals on his own and coming to a club with United where you're gonna get more chances yes that's the perfect move but what happens as soon as you can't score a few goals what happens as soon as um, you're missing easy chances I wonder if it's also at Everton he was the guy right at United he has Ibra to contend with once Ibra is fully fit again. He's been on the bench and played a little bit, right? Ibra is knocking on the door. But and you have Pogba, who's the guy as well. You have Rashford that's taking up a lot of the spotlight. Uh, I don't Gehea think it works like that. You don't though, think man. so? I don't think it works like that, man. Mm. Like, I don't think it works like that. It wouldn't be like that in my team, you know? Like, oh, I feel pressure, pressure because of uh, Ibra should get wants to get the playing time. I mean there is a competition, don't get me wrong. It's a competition, right? And if Ibra is like doing too good in practices and showing too good a form, yeah, I mean, you want to play the guy that is in form. Mm. So that could maybe affect his uh performance. True. But there is something to be said I think for at Everton, once he's the main guy, they do whatever they can to help him succeed. Um, at United, yeah, you're going to get more chances either way. Yes. But you have all these other guys that are capable of just taking the game on their own and just taking it into their own hands. That They don't necessarily need to use Lukaku all the time. Yeah. Every time. He's not always the go-to guy. But I still think it's more about form. That's something we rarely talk about. Like, oh, his form has dipped. I mean, is that something bad? Like, is that so bad? Like, do you, can you, do you always have to be at a level like Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi? Yeah. You know, like, it's normal that you have a good start and then you maybe get a little bit dip of form. That's why you have other players that can come in and do it for you. Yeah. So, like, instead of telling him that he's not up for the work, he's, um, people are saying, just maybe say he's out of form and let's give Ibra a chance a couple of games and see if we can put bring him in more, you know, yeah. after the new year or something. But if you take him out for a couple of games, then he's going to, he's not going to get form back like that. He's going to get form back by continuing to play. So you, yeah. I mean, there's That's no the really, there's no really good answer, right? I mean, he could lose confidence if they put him on the bench. Right. Like, I, I don't have trust yeah. in you anymore, or yeah. whatever. But and then say Ibra comes in and goes on a tear like he did last season. Yes. And then how is Lukaku going to get back on? Right. But then you, Ibra does still a good job for United. That's where the team comes before the player. Exactly. Absolutely. You know, so it will be interesting to see what Mourinho does, um, which will. Definitely will follow, right? Mm. I mean, Mourinho's amazing, though. Even, he is. Even interviews, I have you to... Know? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, sorry, you, gonna, you can... Or no, I'll say something. Yeah. Nah, you can say something. Yeah. Uh, I, was going, something. I was nah, going... I was going... I was going... I'll say something. Okay. Uh, you can say something. No, I'll say something. You say something. Okay. No, I'm I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean Mourinho's amazing, dude
<laughs> I forgot what I wanted to say. Uh, Mourinho's amazing, man. Yeah, I have to say, even though he's like you. True that. You uh, either a special love one. you or hate you. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Uh, I have to admit, United fans or whichever fans, Chelsea fans, maybe I don't know, maybe Chelsea Porto fans, yeah. fans, Port Real Madrid fans, Inter fans, fans that I have to say that that um, you know what you're going to get with Mourinho, right? We've said going to be very defensive typically yes. not necessarily gonna be free-flowing and beautiful but i have to say i like that i respect Mourinho for doing that unlike people that seem to hate on that style of play i respect it because it's effective and it is a style of play just as legit as playing tiki taka or something like that yeah so. i mean that's why i like to get together with you because you you appreciate the different ways so um playing soccer you know any tactic that works it can give wins or trophies that that works it you works. know and it's legit yeah as long as you kind of have a plan right exactly and it doesn't necessarily have to always be beautiful i mean i was thinking about lester's win right. the other day and it was like was it like you know players like kante wardy yes <laughs> Vardy Vardy So uh, adorable the way you say V's Vardy It's not easy dude uh, Vardy um, Drinkwater Schmeichel Was it just a Occasion Or just luck That all these players That have a Extreme good talent That are in the same team Under a good manager And they made it Is it just like luck Or was it actually like Hey, we are good players. We're doing really good, and we believe in it, and we can do it. You know, plan what I mean? and execution, like we mentioned with Manchester City not too long ago. They had a, Leicester had a, a plan. They had a way of doing things, and they executed it. They executed right. it to their strengths. And uh, you know me, as beautiful as a goal with twenty six passes or something in the yeah. build up, or a bunch of one touch passes and the like. Um, I love a good counterattack. Mm-hmm. I love a good win the ball and in your own box, and then three or four passes later, it's in the back of the net on the other side. I, I, I respect that. Yeah. And United do that pretty well. I mean, what about other clubs? What about uh, a team like Newcastle? Feels like a very plain team. They have really nothing to come with. They... Mm, I feel like a little bit hopeless. I mean, it's a club that it's a big club, man. It's a big club. It's a big club. They have a big people forget that. I think yeah, fan base as well, and it's kind of a shame that they don't have that much of success. Yeah, I agree. I've always thought I used to think of Newcastle as kind of like that next next level team under United, Arsenal, Chelsea, yeah. and like along with like Everton coming up. Yeah, coming up. Tottenham, Tottenham, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, especially in the 90s in the 90s they were challenging Absolutely. for titles every now yes. and then you know they have Benitez yeah they, they have to get rid of some players so with Benitez and Yedlin because I know that's what you're about to say they should get rid of with Benitez and Yedlin they have enough to win the league yeah absolutely just those two on, on their own can I just add like uh, laughs button here or something like that <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's so funny about it <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs>
We know this was a big weekend. Merseyside Derby, yep. Manchester Derby. There's also the Derby d'Italia, Juventus yes. versus Inter. Um, but what was the biggest game of the weekend? Was it uh, PSG Lille? <laughs> that was the second biggest game, almost. Okay, was it um, Real Madrid against Sevilla? That was the third biggest game. Okay. I'll give you one more guess. Okay, one more guess? Yeah. Could it be... Could it be um, Bayern Munich against... Uh, no, you, your face doesn't really look like it's that either. Come on, man. What, it, what was the biggest game? It was... <laughs> oh, I've lost the moment now. Uh. <laughs> All right, I know the biggest game this weekend was. Yeah? Yeah, of course. I mean, it was the MLS Cup final. Toronto against Seattle Sanders. And you have Jose Altidore you on one side against Clint Dempsey on the other side. You have Gustav Svensson on one side. And you have... Uh, Michael Bradley on the other side. I thought your next thing you were going to say was Borussia Dortmund versus Werder Bremen. That was a good game too. That was a bit. That was a big game. Yeah. Dortmund, uh, Peter Boss getting fired. Uh, I think Alexander Isak played. I don't know, but Christian Pulisic did. Well, he he's he's a starter for sure. That's right. Um, All right, go to the MLS Cup final, man. Because that's where it was at. <laughs> yes, that was at Toronto, Canada. Earlier than last year's final rematch of last year's final. Last year when it was at night and absolutely freezing. This year it was uh, in like the late afternoon and only slightly less freezing. So we even had more <laughs> snow in Atlanta than up there. You think so? I don't know if that's true. No. You want to bet? I don't want to bet. <laughs> this is Toronto we're talking about. It snows on the daily. Um, True. But Toronto uh, trying to cement themselves as the best team in MLS history. Supporter Shield winners by a record number of points. Canadian Championship winners. Canadian Championship is like, that's like the FA Cup of Canada, essentially, by the way. Um, <laughs> you have this look on your face like what on earth is like you're trying to keep yeah, up no but like <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I mean I'm happy when Arsenal wins the FA Cup mm-hmm. but it's not that heavy of trophy yeah but and you're talking about Canadian FA <laughs> yeah yeah but it's what they got and they respect aren't it they, though? aren't aren't um, Toronto the best team in MLS I think, um, I don't normally like this whole, the whole conversation of like the best ever for players or for leagues yeah. or for, for clubs, whichever. I agree. But with this, <laughs> with this cup win, MLS cup win, official league title now. Yeah. I do think, I will admit, yes, this season, Toronto, are the best team in MLS history. I mean, just, they did everything. Like I said, record number of points in the regular season. Wow. Um, scored a ton of goals, had a pretty good defense. They won their the Canadian Championship, and now they just needed the MLS Cup to seal it. Uh, so that's a domestic treble. So... Uh- which is a uh, which is a Never achievement. Before, yeah, yeah, that's an achievement. So I don't want to I don't want to downplay it at all. I mean, it's they like you said they had most points after the season too when before they came into the playoffs, playoffs yeah. right? Um, so I'm just curious, what is next? What's next for Toronto? Yeah, 
I think what's next, I, I believe that team is sticking together. They want to be, they want to really start cementing like a dynasty. They want to do it. I, I saw an interview with Giovinco afterwards saying yes. 2018 is the time for us to, to ensure we are the best. Hmm. It's like to really solidify that we're the best as if it wasn't already sure. And the Champions League style that as here. Well. That as well. I know, I know that they're not in any Champions League with South America. No, North American Champions League. Just North, North America. America. League, North yeah. America, right? Which yeah. is uh, Mexico, uh, Canada, so Costa Rica, Costa Rica, you know, yeah, Caribbean. Not, yeah, not the most high-profile Champions right, League, right? But, but it's still, still a Champions League that the teams are really want to, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, take take it important, right? They take yeah. it important. They, uh, more and more teams are taking it important. It's growing in stature. It's growing in stature. But Mexican teams have just dominated yeah. this tournament throughout its history. And most clubs have won a couple times, which in the past, which I'm pleased to say, but it's been a while ago, and they've gone to the final a few times as well. But Toronto, I think they want, and their fans, they want to take this seriously. They are. It is coming up in. Uh, like February, March. Cool. So if Toronto is able to also become the first, well, first MLS team to win it in its current format, which is a bit more enhanced, um, then yeah, that's, there's going to be no question. Absolutely no question. I mean, I miss MLS ever. now, man. I miss going so to the games. I, I miss the all um, getting together. It was, it's been fun going to the games with you too. I have to tell you that right here when you're with me. Um, yeah, definitely missing it. And Atlanta, it'll start next year, right? I do. And what? Beginning of March, yeah. I believe. Uh, Atlanta seems to be shaping up all right, by yeah. the way. Have you heard any of the news? I told you about Escobar. Um, I told you about Barco. Ezekiel yeah. Barco. He, like I said, I think they're getting closer and closer to a deal with that. Looks like they're looking for a striker, too. He wants to get a striker. Um, no, Kenwin Jones, by the way. He re- yeah. Uh, he's left Just the club. retired. He retired, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or is retiring or something. Right. Uh, we did just sign right back Franco Escobar from Argentina. Another youngster. I think walks. It's like a replacement for walks. And Tyrone Mears is also good. gone. They did good, though. I think so, yeah. yeah I thought they, they were all right. But I... It's a lot of players coming in and going, you know? Mm. Uh, between the leagues or between the clubs? Between the clubs. Definitely. You I know? think so. Uh, and... Uh, after a season, it's not that weird that a team let's go with like six, seven players. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, Which is a lot. I think so. I, I, I'm not a big fan of that. But then I do look at transfers in like England or something. Yeah. And they, uh, sometimes. See, yeah, sometimes they yeah. let go of a lot of players yeah. as well. But uh, just with the nature of MLS, I think that has to do with it. With a new team in Los Angeles coming up this coming season. Um, they need players, so they have like the expansion draft and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, Atlanta, it's promises to be another exciting season next year. Now that MLS is officially done, uh, for the year, Almiron and, and Martinez will be there come, come the start of the season. Villalba is still around, these new signings, and Tata still working his magic. It'll be exciting, and how amazing would it be if, from an Atlanta standpoint perspective, that immediately after Toronto does all this stuff, all these records broken, if immediately Atlanta this next season just breaks all those records too. Ooh, oh man, man how yeah. awesome would that be? 
<laughs> we will be right here and celebrate it. Anyways, moving on. Several times throughout this podcast, this podcast history, we, Oz and I have liked to bring up a, a clip from, uh, of a manager just losing his mind with rage over various things, you know, in their, in their post-game interviews or whatnot. We've had, um, just earlier in this podcast, right? We just showed Jurgen Klopp, uh, having that confrontation with, um, the the man interviewing him we've had giovanni trapattoni oh my god that remember that going off in german just his i mean oh my god that was crazy i didn't even know what he was saying but i was so terrified i mean when you saw when you saw when you read the subtitles he was like really calling off players the media yeah the stuff he was saying you know and i appreciate that honesty honesty and uh, what's it called Honesty and uh, the balls. No, honesty and the honesty and the authenticity yeah. of the emotions they right. have. Right. It's almost like they've been holding it in for so long, and now they kind of burst out. Hey, this is how I feel, man. Right. Like you're asking me this question. You want to know the truth. You don't even write the truth. This is how I feel. This is how it is from so, a coaching standpoint. So. I agree, and I believe this is starting to become somewhat of a tradition of this okay. podcast. Okay. So I think we should bring in one more, just for the fun of it, right? Which it's one? The last Which one? one? I mean, uh, there is. Uh, I, we always that we know that Mourinho is always like. Mourinho's are always nice. Uh, Stralix Ferguson has had some, I believe. Right. Uh, Wenger. I mean, but there are some that, so many that we don't know, that a lot of people don't know about. Yeah. From managers, um, that we have never heard of, or just maybe we've heard of them, but they're coaching teams that we've never heard of in places we don't know about. Uh, so there's some really, there's really some golden interviews out there. I mean, one gold interview is, I was going to say with the player, but that doesn't fit in here. Sure. Uh, I guess I said play managers, but either yeah. one would be work, would yeah. work players, managers, just those raw sort of interviews. Yeah. I mean, there is one interview that was fun this year, right? It was the one with the player in South Africa uh, that got they got the question after the game and uh, you know about his feelings about the game. He scored two goals and he was like, "I want to thank my girlfriend and my wife." Oh, I, I mean my wife, <laughs> of course, my wife. Uh, only I'm sorry, my wife. Slip up the tongue, yeah. <laughs> let's let's hear that one, man. But but what you mean is. A coach that kind of show his rage. Yeah. I mean, dude, it gotta be Italians. <laughs> Trapattoni. Right, Trapattoni. Um, Conte. Conte, yeah, Marcelo Lippi. He was a madman. He was a madman. Yeah. So. So. I remember, I seen this with, um, maybe that's the one we were looking for. I seen this with, um, Gattuso. Gattuso. Says, uh, Malakia. Malakia. What does it mean? I guess it means shit in <laughs> Greek or something. Yeah. I feel like what we gotta do is show our listeners the one with Gennaro Gattuso when he got really pissed. I mean, he was coaching for OFI Crete, which in, is a, in Greece. In Greece. So this is like three, four years ago. Yeah. yeah. And, um, after, after they, you know, a post 
game interview whatever it is he gets really pissed and he's switching his language from italian to english and uh, it's amazing to hear Gennaro Gattuso talk english and being mad you remember when he actually hold the throat of that second Joe Jordan yes at Tottenham you know like that kind of mad Gennaro Gattuso like after he quit his professional career he doesn't have any kind of like outlet anymore Mm. you know Mm -hmm. he doesn't have that big adrenaline kick in a game so that slight tackle with Zanetti (laughs) or looking face to face with I don't know whoever uh, whoever right um here you can really feel and see that he lost it. <laughs> Real Madrid is no Barcelona. It's off his small team. Have many problems. I want my players play with balls, with arts. This I speak with my players. No leave. Leave what? Leave what? It's too easy for me. Leave every day in the last two weeks. Call me five six president for change teams. No, me stay here. C'è la mia famiglia. It's my family live here. I cogliamo amusi su Eraclio. I know come here for all the day. Then you have to get your copies. And this go crazy for newspaper speak about what? About what? Yes, the club have problem. I know. But one year here is ten years another club. And, And this is good for me. I know going in, in the my home, I cry because I know you have money, maybe sometimes I have problem. No, no, it's continuing. Sometimes, remember, it's loss, winner, but maybe today is no winner, I come here and speak the same thing. And this guy no have respect to me, no have respect for, for Creta, no have respect for, for everybody. This guy for sign, for speak, for speak for nothing. Because Because I know, I know, I speak every day with you, with Manolis, with seven people who work in the club, every day, every day. Uh, thank you for you, thank you for everybody, help me. I know like the excuse, maybe the players no play with us because no pay salary. F*** off, this is not true. Another thing, I put two players out because no respect the rules. Okay, from Iraklion, from Creta, it's not my problem. Μπορεί να μην, να μην είναι σωστό ή καλό για αυτού, αλλά δεν είναι δικό μου πρόβλημα. Maybe one uh, Adelaide, or I speak Adelaide, or maybe another guy from uh, Italy is, is no respect rules to go out to is the same. Because I work 12 hours a day. Me, my staff, you, the people who work in this club. I no permit for nothing, for a big name. No permit nothing. Because in my life, One people they gave me present. I don't give present for the players. Gennaro Gattuso, man. Let's see if he brings <laughs> that that fire back to Milan again. I right? mean, he, like you said, uh, don't break the rules. Play with your heart. Play with your mind. Um, show respect too, right? Definitely. You respect. Definitely. Um, so we'll see what he will do with this Milan team, right? Earlier in this this episode, you kind of tied. Um, this final season, this final episode, excuse me. Yes. Um, with the first episode of the season. Yeah. And I like that. I like that. Okay. I know. The, um. Now I'm getting all sentimental, dude. <laughs> the I mean, this has been some sentimental. We had like the the Stefano uh, episodes, uh, as well as Gunnar Nordal. Um, but that first 
episode of the season, uh, you, like you said, you were coming back from Turkey and coaching hadn't started yet for the season, but it was coming up. It was just about to begin. We were getting our practices ready and all things prepared for that. This past weekend, in addition to all the big games that happened, our the season for coaching came to, I have to say, full stop. It's officially over now. Yes. We tied the knot. Yeah. We had our like end of the season pizza party. Yeah. Um, and it was great. Everyone just had Oof. fun with all with. Uh, I mean, I felt like uh, almost like being at a press conference. What? Yeah, I mean, no, but like a lot of parents coming to you, they give a compliment, then they ask a question about next year or this year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but it's so amazing to. And I got super happy that you came. You came yeah. a little bit late, I was, but, but you came and everybody were like, Carrie, Yeah, they Carrie, chanted for me. Carrie. And then all, I heard they said that they didn't chant for you. No, you they in. didn't. For me, they were like <laughs> teasing me all, all the time. I was like, I wish we could be on the soccer pitch right now and give, give you, I don't know. Show you up. Sprints. I've never done that. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but I mean, truly, dude, uh, you know, yesterday... It was um, a really blessed day. I mean, what can I say? I woke up, I had a good breakfast. I went and watched the uh, Manchester United City game with my play, with my friends. Mm. And uh, after that, I came home. I, I relaxed with Kaylee. I took a nap. And then I got ready to go to the pizza party, right? And uh, we went there and just be around, you know, all... 30 kids and their parents and what we achieved this season and you have to sit stand up there and have a speech and you kind of like look around you know i mean i you know i kind of looked around and i was like a lot of people a lot of people and uh, you know i'm not the greatest but at holding speeches so i was you know just thanking them really right i just i was so happy that we have such a amazing and smart group of players and that we can have a good combination of keeping it competitive and fun and we are one of the best teams in georgia and it's been really and it's been really fun to work with you and have all the support from the parents as well so you know don't just make it seem like you had the only speech that was so amazing I spoke a little too. You did. Too. You did. Just added on to that. Yeah. Nothing more. But, I mean, you said pretty much everything in that speech. Though. I did. So, uh, uh, you had a good Which addition. was perfect for me. Yeah, it was perfect. I just added on that, yeah, it was great to have everyone support and that it really was easy. It, right. With the, uh, those girls and those, the support from the parents really does make coaching easier for us and it's amazing isn't it we have th- that they like us right the, the kids that like so. us no no <laughs> they like us i mean they all when you came in they were like lighting up their eyes you know i mean they, they like us which is we are role models and i'm happy to be with this group and uh, something i'm happy about is that i'm going to sweden yeah on sunday uh-huh. i'm going to sweden to hang out with my brothers back to the old stomping grounds oh man back to the grounds man back to, <laughs> <laughs> back to being us or zed or said you know us be, 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 come back to be me <laughs> all of those people all those people that i am in sweden <laughs> right um uh, but you know, joke aside, to hang out with my friends and my parents, my brothers, and be there for like a month and set up and really prepare for our trip to Kenya. That's right. Because we doing something that we wouldn't 
even think about doing one years one year ago or two years ago and we're taking a big step in our podcasting careers and podcast artist career <laughs> here you know and what do you feel about that i think that this season yes that we just finished will be missed but this preseason because we will have a uh, few preseason episodes to be released like we did last time yeah and uh, this preparation for the kenya trip and for next season uh which will be just as good if not better Oof. then because uh, we're gonna have like excited yeah dude, we're gonna have like, at least five episodes yeah that was from kenya yeah. distributed over that season yeah even though the season's ending you know these episodes i feel i feel that you know they could be eternal in a way they last forever and ever and ever and ever uh so as the season in between seasons please feel free check back uh check out our past episodes i really love the new york one i really do and the one with the interview with kevin egan and ps and haga those are some top-notch ones oh, ps and haga it's really fun right yeah absolutely i mean a big time soccer coach you don't really get that often i really also like the episode we did um with um, bloopers in the first oh, yeah, season. Was I mean, it was something right? different, yeah. you know? And even our first episode ever yeah. is historical. Oh, yeah. Um, so please go ahead and check out our la- past episodes. But also, man, if you like it and what we do, tell your friends. Tell them, hey, I found this latest football podcast is these two best friends to talk about football and their life and they're gonna go to kenya dude of course twitter facebook uh ozcotch and king email us at ozcotch and king at gmail all that good stuff good good um i hope all of you have been with us and seen our growth and seen us take new steps that maybe even inspires you guys you know we we take these steps and we show the courage and we dare to do these things not just for ourselves uh we believe that each time we come together we also transmit this message and energy to you as well so i kind of want you like to listen to the music in the background just like Right, realize that we are doing something really amazing together, Oz and Carrie, with you guys that are listening, and just enjoy the music wherever you are in the world. Because right now, me and Carrie, we're gonna go and kick around the ball. And if you want, go out and play too, man. You're never too old. Thank you so much for listening to the second season of Oscott and King Soccer Podcast Show. See you next season. Next season, guys.
You hear me? Mr. Super Psycho Suits and coops in Morocco While we keep a gangster, I move like a vato I am the king, you're the queen of my castle Give you everything if I got to Yeah, I know you love me like French toast Pacific Coast moving in the drop coast You put your makeup on, I gotta drive slow I know this life I'm living left you heart broke Also, mind over matter I pay them no mind and you all that matter I messed up, I had you Let's meet on a Saturday Forget what they had to say I gave you my heart like an organ donor And all you left me with is your Chanel aroma It's hell without you I wish I cloned you I'm contemplating whether if I should phone you Yeah.